10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. problems it's not even funny hey hello hello everybody and welcome and welcome 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 to another episode of post credits our live show that we do on saturday nights nearly every saturday night actually as it turns out so you know that's that's fun that's a fun thing right uh hi i am jariah archuleta on the other side of the call, I believe Sam is there also. I see an icon anyway, so I assume that she is there. Ah, drink of water. Um, Yeah, so I don't know what's been going on with our... Hey, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's been going on with our mixing program and our recording program. Uh, but legitimately, I'm going to have to start using our old one. Because the new one is just shitting the bed in like every single way. Uh, also, E is here in, in the chat, and I think he's going to be joining a call here in a little bit too. Because it is just me on the actual like. Um, I'm here. Can you even hear account me? Account account. Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here on like the account account though. Like with <laughs> oh, the good okay. shit. <laughs> I didn't know if I counted there for a second. No, no, no. You count. You count. You're big. You're, you're very important. Homie. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> You're very important. Don't worry. Super, super important. Now let the men talk. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, fun story. Um, went over to some Liz, some of Liz's family place today to celebrate one of the other family members' birthdays. Right. And we get there, hanging out for maybe five, ten minutes. And they do like the normal thing. Like, hey, would you like something to drink? Yeah, uh, sure. What do you have? Like, like water. Uh, we have some like iced tea. We have some like rum. We have some like beer and stuff downstairs or soda. Like, what do you want? Oh, iced tea. Iced tea sounds fantastic. I love iced tea. It's the best. So I say iced tea. Uh, puts all the ice in a cup for us and uh pours the drinks like uh be careful though it's a little bit strong and i'm thinking to myself you know i like black tea i like some strong tea i'm a i'm a strong iced tea man is what i tell everybody that's what i say to everybody the first time i meet them (laughs) (laughs) uh i take a drink like wow this is very strong it's not iced tea tea. (laughs) Um, is it whiskey it it was long island iced tea (laughs) was not advertised when it being offered to me (laughs) yeah that should probably be advertised (laughs) yeah so unbeknownst to myself i just started day drinking i just i took the first sip and i was like all right i'm already there i guess we're doing this now yeah happens to the best of us (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you just whoops day drink You're just you're sitting there on your lawn and you're 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 hanging out and say, "Oh no, how did I get this bottle of rum?" Well, well, I guess I better drink it. I can't just I not I mean, drink it. You don't want to let bottle. it go to waste. 
Yeah. You know <laughs> how everyone always says a bottle of rum a day makes it to where you forget the day. <laughs> yeah. That's a good old saying. <laughs> how could you forget it? A bottle of rum a day makes you Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, I think also like an abusive marriage and like billions of dollars in lawyer fees also helped make you Johnny Depp. Yeah. Maybe don't go that far. Yeah. Maybe don't drink a bottle of rum a day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway. So I just drank like a yeah. bunch of rum and gin for like two hours. Yeah, well, actually Long Island I see has like everything in it. Yeah, the only thing they forgot was the tequila. So there's just no tequila in it, but everything else. <laughs> oh, Fun fact, there is no iced tea in a Long Island iced tea. Yeah. There's just so many alcohols in mm. it, it makes your brain think it's iced tea, I think. It fucks you up real hard. It sure nowhere. does. <laughs> Not really sure out of does. nowhere, but kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, you take I've a few drinks that. and you're like, this sure is a tasty beverage. And you take a few more and suddenly you can't walk. So that's fun. Yeah. I've been there <laughs> in public. Mexico <laughs> <no less. laughs> uh, says the only thing they forgot was the warning that it was alcohol. That is true. Yeah. yeah. If I would have known it was alcohol in the first place, maybe I still would have taken it. But it would just have been nice to know, you know? Um. E says liquor. Oh boy, alcohol. Another beer and gee, that's alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, yep. pretty much. <laughs> Coming from the person that's had alcoholic once. <laughs> I have actually tr- uh, had ta- uh, wow, words. Uh, did I mention the day drinking thing? <laughs> yep. Are you still drunk? Um, turns out like two and a half Long Island iced teas is a lot of Long Island iced teas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've done like three or four in a row. I how did you not good. function after that? I don't know. Just ate McDonald's and went to bed. I'm gonna say no. Then <laughs> I'm gonna say you did not function after that. <laughs> if you say I don't really remember, I'm gonna say probably, probably function. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've been trying to like give E a bunch of different alcohols and whatnot every time I make one. Does uh, he like last drink I made any of them? I think there was one that Liz gave him that year. Oh, it was we were doing like a Harry Potter marathon for a while before not before the podcast started, but it was like we weren't using Harry Potter to like force podcast content. Mm-hmm. Even though like in my heart I was like, God, this would be great content, but I just, we didn't do it. We didn't do that. <laughs> um so like I think it was for like four months. Every couple weekends, we would watch a couple Harry Potter movies during the weekend, or during the week, something I don't remember. But Liz would make all of these themed snacks and stuff around Harry Potter and themed mm-hmm. drinks. And I think the one that he liked the most was cocoa with Bailey's in it. Yeah, that's pretty like, tame and nice tasting. Yeah, it just tastes good. Like you can't taste the alcohol in it at all. It just tastes like some really nice cocoa. So pretty much. <laughs> uh, also, I think there was like a margarita or something that Liz gave him once that he kind of liked. So it was a tequila-based thing. So I see. I yeah, tequila. Me either. It's not good. <laughs> it's 
not. Not for me, man. Not for me. Um. <laughs> anyway, Sam, how's it going? All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just been working and all that. You been doing anything fun when not working? No, just watching a lot of YouTube, honestly. Same. Same. I got watching into a guy named Drew you? Gooden recently. Who? <laughs> Drew Gooden. He's kind of like a React Never. thing, but he uh, doesn't do Reacts because it's really just him commenting about how stupid stuff is. Oh, yeah. Um... <clears throat> I got into a guy called Curtis Connor, and he's pretty fucking hilarious. Curtis Connor. That sounds familiar. He also he also does little reaction stuff. A lot of cringe, like TikTok reactions, but also mm. just like general cringe. The and he also, he's also just a comedian. So. Anyway, he's funny. Yeah, that's the Drew Gooden guy too, kind of. Uh he got his start on Vine, actually. He was a Vine star first, apparently. Mm-hmm. His this biggest guy may Vine... have as well. I'm not sure. His biggest vine was a road sign that said road work ahead. And he goes, well, I sure hope it does. And that was like how he got big. Was that stupid, stupid. I sure hope the road works ahead joke that he got famous from that. So (laughs) the power of the internet. Man, man, man. Just like complete luck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The algorithm blessed him that day, I guess. Yeah, and now he has like millions of views every video on YouTube. So, yeah, dude's funny. He deserves <laughs> it. He's a funny dude, but yeah. So, right. what uh, content does this other guy? What was his name? Connor. Curtis Connor. What does he mostly do? Um, a lot of stuff. He's just a funny guy, though. Is that just kind know. of his thing? He just jokes about whatever. Yeah, pretty much. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And yeah, that's it. I think <laughs> watching also, some shitty um horror movies and all that. But... Good. Tis the season. <laughs> yep. Basically. <laughs> um. E is saying in chat, fruity and not tasting like alcohol is his forte. I will disagree with that, though, because I think it was last week I had some, like, mango Malibu sunrises that I made, and it just tastes like juice. There's, like, not enough alcohol in Malibu to have three shots Mm -hmm. of Malibu in a drink. You still can't taste, like, the Malibu at all. I mean, you just drink Malibu straight, really. Yeah, okay, alcoholic. Um, <laughs> no, it's just good like that. Like, and that's the only way you're actually gonna fill anything off of it. <laughs> yeah, or you could just like drink and add it to a thing to like enjoy your life. Just drink a pint of it, sip on it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I have only gotten like drunk rock off of Malibu once, and it was at a friend's wedding. I was a fucking depressed mess. That's a sad story. I'm never telling that story. But anyway, I drank like almost an entire giant bottle of Malibu by myself and I got super drunk. And then Robbie showed up while I was like eating this chicken thing, this like chicken meal. I forget what it was Liz got for me. But I was eating that and Robbie shows up and it's almost gone. He's like, and I haven't seen Robbie in like two years at this point. 
And he's like, hey, how you doing? I was super drunk and just eating this thing. He's like, Robbie! He's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and finish drinking this for you so you can't. (laughs) That That was my first time talking to Robbie face to face for like two years at that point. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It was good. It was good times. Good times. <laughs> so Bad memory. Awkward. It was super <laughs> awkward. It was great. But yeah. I don't drink Malibu like that anymore because, ugh. Yeah. I feel like rum, though. Rum's fantastic. Rum is great, though. Like, I don't know. It makes me feel weird. Like, weird in a weirder alcohol way i don't know <laughs> oh it makes me feel weird like i get all wobbly and lightheaded and uh, like stop caring about what people think about me it's so weird i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know different alcohols make me feel different really yeah i think so <laughs> i don't think i have that i don't think i like get drunk enough to like know the difference oh well yeah that's a thing how do Vizzies make you feel? Because in my experiences, Vizzies just make me, like, full. I mean, like, those seltzer things are... They don't, like, get you super fucked up or anything. They give you, like, a tiny little buzz. You can't really drink a lot of them, but... So here's the thing. Last week, I had, like, two Malibu Sunrises, right? Got done with the live <laughs> show. I had a Vizzy during the live show also, and a Malibu Sunrise with that. And then after, I had two more Vizzies, and I was feeling, like, pretty good. Like, I felt I felt, oh, I yeah. felt pretty, pretty good after a few Malibus and a few Vizzies. <laughs> like, I'm a lightweight. I'm going to state that. Okay. Right I'm a fucking lightweight when it comes to alcohol. Is there, like, a like a butt coming? <laughs> no, that's it. I just had a good time. No? No well, hangover or anything? Culture, no, I, I mean, it's like hangover. seltzer water, so, like, I don't think it can really. I mean, I guess you might be able to get a hangover from it. I don't know. I don't think you can, Sam. It has vitamins. It's never happened. Get- Hangover when you're vitamins. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess that's the appeal of the seltzer stuff because it's not very high alcohol, but like it's very low calorie and it's not like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I gotta keep my figure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I guess there's like a sad part of that story because it was just like one o'clock in the morning and I was like, eating leftover like mac and cheese or ribs or pizza or something i don't even remember what i was eating just like sitting there watching uh old whitest kid you know stuff drunk in my kitchen alone at one in the morning is that sad because <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't that say that's like bad because that's every night to me honestly <laughs> <laughs> i mean i enjoyed myself i had a fine time yeah there you go <laughs> That's not really sad if you're not sad, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's how that works. <laughs> um, so talking about, so now that we've talked about alcohol for 17 minutes, um, mm-hmm. been watching a lot of stuff, been playing a lot of stuff. That like few days I took off when I got my tooth pulled, I watched a mm-hmm. bunch of things and I just remembered I watched another thing called Vivarium. I don't think I talked about it yet. Vivarium. That sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you anything starring jesse eisenberg Blech. i don't like him i don't know why he just gives me weird creepy well not really creepy just like i don't know weird vibes i mean he's a weird dude there's no doubt about that he's fucking weird <laughs> um but yeah i watched that during all of that 
And um, it's a weird horror movie. It's like super, super weird. Fivarium. Yeah, it's the whole thing is there's just like these two people, a couple, not not yet married, but I think trying to get married at some point. And they want to like start looking into buying a home and they go to this realtor and they're like, well, let's take a look at this one house and yeah, we can't afford it, but let's take a look so we can get an idea of like what we can get, right? So they go and their realtor that they go to is fucking weird. Like he doesn't really speak English correctly. It's not like wrong, but it's not like right either. Everything he's saying is technically correct. It's just fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> and he takes them to this suburb. And every house is painted the same color. All looks exactly the same. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the Google thing right now. Yeah. A <laughs> and starts like showing them around. They're like, yeah, we don't think we're going to take it, though. And before they can like leave, he's just gone. And they're just there. And they like try to leave, but they can't get out. It just brings them back to the same house over and over again. So they just can't leave. And then so is, is it just like purgatory? <laughs> yeah, kind of, except they start getting like these packages of food and like all the food doesn't taste like anything is what they say in the movie. Like the food just doesn't have a taste. Nothing has a taste or a feeling. Everything's just bland. So yeah, purgatory, I guess. Um, <laughs> but then one day they get a package and it's a baby inside of it. And it says, raise the baby to be freed. And so freed? I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to spoil <laughs> the movie. But then, like, the rest of the movie is them, like, dealing with living alone with this child and raising it. And it's a weird child. And it's, like, not correct at all in any way. It's very... Okay. It's, it's a, such a strange movie. And it okay. left me, like, not feeling bad about watching it, but, like... Weird. I felt weird having watched it. Mexican <laughs> okay. uh, Taco in chat is saying if they can't leave, how do they feed it? Every day they just get a box of food for the day. And it's all the same food. It's all the same things every single time. And it all just tastes like nothing, like plastic nothing. But they have to eat, so they eat it. And in that box is food <laughs> for the baby as well. I wonder if they really have to eat, though. To like survive, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on the ending of this movie. <laughs> if they're just like uh, a dream or something, it becomes very weird because they like get into their own little loops about like the girl is trying to figure out like how this kid ticks and like how he functions and stuff like that, and like why he's so fucking weird. And then the boyfriend, Jesse Eisenberg's <laughs> character, um, just starts getting super, super distant from his girlfriend. Uh. Like they don't, they stop having sex. They stop interacting with each other, and he basically, like, gives himself a nine to five job that he goes to every day. He just goes out onto the lawn and starts digging a hole every day, and the <laughs> hole never like disappears. It's never like gone. He all the his progress from every day is there. But, like the longer he keeps digging, the more that the ground stops being ground. It's almost like styrofoam at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a fucking weird movie. I think you like really some... like it. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Sounds like some weird, like, surreal shit. It's very surreal. It really is. 
Huh. Like at the, I, I was just... about to spoil it accidentally. Like at the end, I'm still not entirely sure what happened. Oh. <laughs> okay, you can watch on Prime, it looks like. Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. It's very good. Uh, unsettling <laughs> is what I would say. Can I just say something? Sure. The lady's actress in this movie is called Imogen Poots. <laughs> Image and Poots? Imogen Poots. Imogen <laughs> Her Poots. last name is Poots. <laughs> P-O-O-T-S. Well, I mean, writers only have so much time. I'm a 12-year-old boy, but whatever. (laughs) 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 Yeah. That's an unfortunate name. I mean, Imogen is a nice name, but like Poots. (laughs) I don't know. You wouldn't name Poots. I mean, that's a last <laughs> name, so you're kind of stuck with it, really. <laughs> Unless you change it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, it's a super strange movie, honestly. It really is. <laughs> well, I also watched a weird movie a few weeks back. Don't say. What was the movie? I don't say. Um, I think it was called like Voyeur. Um, or Voyeurs. Let me see. Let me actually. <laughs> I feel. I, did, were you? Did you bring this up before? I feel like we talked about this at one point. No, I haven't talked about this one. Um, oh God, I don't know what it's fucking called. I'm afraid. To the Voyeurs movie. I'll go look up a Voyeurs movie. Yeah, turn safe yeah it's called time. Voyeurs. It's called Voyeurs. Um, but basically, um, it's about this couple that moves into this apartment. Um, everything's cool. And then, like, they realize, oh, they can see into the apartment right across the, right across from them like big windows and so they like take to spying on them and watching them like have sex and stuff and then like um doing things together while they're watching this other couple have sex so they start Um, having sex while watching the couple have sex yeah and then um like the the guy that lives in the other apartment, I guess he's like a photographer or something, and he's like always cheating on his wife or girlfriend, whatever. Sure. And um, <laughs> so like, if someone wants to actually go tell them or something, I don't know, but or her, I guess. But anyway, the girl, the like the wife lady, um, from the people they're watching. Yeah. Um she shows up at the the lady's job cuz she's like a eye doctor whatever and she needs like new glasses. So um the girl like the voyeur um like becomes friends with this other woman and like really wants to tell her like all these things that the husband is doing behind her back. Um, and like it becomes chaos basically <laughs> like the relationship of the 
guy and girl that moved in recently it like is falling apart because of the whole voyeur thing like she wants to keep watching and like i don't know like ruins her relationship or something and like the whole friendship thing between her and the other girls like yeah anyway um she like somehow told the other girl that he's cheating and then she like kills herself i guess or attempts to i don't know at least that's what it like leads you to believe. And then like um the the boyfriend guy of the voyeurs. <laughs> sure. He moves out or like goes away for a bit to like fucking just get away. And the the girl like basically becomes or like fucks the other guy in the other apartment or whatever it's a whole thing there's like this bar she goes to it whatever anyway they end up having sex and of course the boyfriend comes in again after that and he like sees them because of course nobody believes in curtains or blinds or anything <laughs> are you kidding anyway. curtains are what twenty dollars who can afford that kind of expense <sighs> more than twenty dollars jesus curtains oh, are expensive undersold curtains <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway um um basically the whole relationship is ruined because of this whole thing and it turns out in the end oh it was the other couple that were like doing an experiment they were like the voyeurs all along <laughs> anyway it's really stupid it was a stupid ending <laughs> weird that sounds like a weird movie yeah it was almost like a Pornhub original film they're like trying to get into like the real movie business like softcore yeah (laughs) like really softcore why not um like the first half was interesting I guess but then it just I don't know somewhere like it turned into really bad acting (laughs) like really over dramatic and like unrealistic like like um reactions to everything it's just i don't know it was dumb anyway (laughs) but anyway at the end which is like the most unrealistic stupid thing like um the couple that were the voyeurs are like put on blast and like oh you're so horrible for watching and like indulging in this what and yes i don't really shame everybody yeah they like shame them like, which would not really, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that would happen in real life like that. I don't think any of that scenario would happen in real life. Yeah. And then like the artists like have this gallery and thing and things that have like really personal like pictures of the, this other couple, <laughs> like, like a super open gallery for people to go and look and like without permission to use any of the images and whatnot so yeah it's remarkably illegal yeah but somehow they're still praised and not like canceled in any way it was the other couple that was canceled (laughs) anyway it was really stupid it was stupid (laughs) it doesn't sound like my cup of tea yeah it's not my either (laughs) anyway he's here e yeah hello e if you can hear us hey how is it going, sir? Uh, it's fine. I apologize for not joining so long. Uh, 
I was almost done with control, so I was like, I shouldn't have that much longer. And then you had that much longer? Yeah, but I beat it, so. <laughs> wow, I'm, hey, E, I'm, round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> you beat like a AAA video game. Yeah, it was 60 goddamn gigs. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about that? Uh, it's a good game, but I definitely had a lot of annoyances with it, honestly. I hear that a lot towards the end game of that from people. Like what were your annoyances? Uh well, I complained about the loading screens a lot. Yes. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, um, loading the is fact awful. that I have to restart from specifically a save to refight a boss. Yep. That gets really annoying. <laughs> um, yep. This is probably a me thing. I was very annoyed because every time I did a side mission, someone just died. So I was like, what's the point of even doing these side missions? What? All the side missions I did, someone died. And I was like, what am I even doing these for then? If I don't huh. do it, they live. What's the point of doing them? I don't think I remember the side missions super well. I honestly don't think I did many side missions in that because I thought they were like kind of bad. I literally what? did two. The side missions were great. What was it? I don't I did remember the one... a whole bunch of people dying because of it. <laughs> I did the first one I did was like there was a healer stuck in Clockland. No, oh, yeah. And yeah. then a guy died, and then there was a guy watching a fridge. Oh yeah, and yeah. Died. And I was like, what am I even doing these for? I don't even get cool stuff is more the issue, too. Um, yeah, I get to... I th you get, like, some cool powers and stuff, but nothing that's, like, game-changing, because usually at that point in the game, you probably have your build pretty figured what? out. I yeah. feel like it, like, constantly change with, changes with, like, the new powers that you get. I don't know. I didn't really feel much towards the end. Actually, that's another annoyance, which might just be a personal preference. I didn't find the combat very engaging, and Ooh, they like to just throw map. a fuck ton of enemies at you towards the end, and it's just not fun for me. I absolutely loved the combat. <laughs> I, I think know, it's like, really it... great, but sorry, I don't mean to like interrupt constantly, but I think it's really great, but I think the melee combat is like pointless. I didn't use like, it like at all. Yeah. I think some of it's my issue of where like how I play games. Sometimes if I just find a basically good solution to something i don't really feel need to change it up so once i had my throwing rocks ability upgraded to the point <laughs> where it basically kills anything i didn't have a reason to not throw rocks at everything see i didn't go with a throw rocks like build i went with like heavy shield and then like sniper rifle and shotgun build well i don't like gun play <laughs> anyways see i i really loved the guns in there so I I, the shotgun's cool. I like how it has stuff so it can break shields easier, which meant I go in, hit them with a shotgun, and then throw rocks. But <laughs> I don't like, I don't, it just didn't, like, of course, everyone can find a different way to play, but like, anytime I tried anything else, I just got my ass kicked because I couldn't upgrade the other stuff, basically. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of that also does have some to do with that like you don't play like shooters really like that's not your that's not your genre of choice no i mean it wasn't like this i mean i had aim assist on of course but like i could also just like shoot things a bunch but i don't 
find that very fun. I think I like my that. problem, because I wasn't I'm not very good at the combat on that, try I can attest <laughs> with that. Yeah, but, <laughs> I think part of my problem was is like I I feel like it is kind of difficult, but like I'm used to playing the more difficult like bloodborne, like sort of dodging and like slower um I guess sort of I don't know you have to kind of like strategize a bit more but like in control you have to like do things super fast <laughs> I had a hard time with that because you have to like constantly keep moving I actually very much disagree that you have to constantly keep moving I think the game makes you feel like you do but I literally I couldn't know. just stand in one place and if an enemy was like oh yeah, I'll chuck a grenade at you. I could just throw the grenade back. See, it sounds like that's just like a difference of build. Like you seem to go like heavy telekinesis mm-hmm. and I did not in that game. I don't, it just seemed like the best one anyways. <laughs> I think that goes to show like the game design and that's pretty good actually because you can have a lot of really different builds that all work. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I yeah. still think that game throws way too many enemies at you at the end though. Like the final... Uh, spoilers I guess the final part is literally just here's like a hundred enemies to fight before you do the last thing and that's just really annoying I I enjoyed that because I felt like that was like the only way to really challenge you at that point in the game was to like have a bunch of enemies and like kind of make it a little more chaotic but they don't challenge you those enemies all have Mm -hmm. much less health than the entire game yes but if you're not on on point I would say then they can really fuck you up pretty easily I don't know, like, I yeah. got hit multiple times and I could easily recover because at that point there were, like, 50 dead enemies all with health drops. <laughs> maybe, I mean, some maybe some of it's just, like, I have, like, game design in my head, so, like, I can kind of piece together that stuff where it's, like, this game gives me too many health drops so there's not really a natural challenge for me. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I like that game, though. What do you think of the story? <laughs> Um, it wasn't until Dylan came in that I gave any care about it, honestly. Really? Hmm. I think, I mean, a lot of it, I think I've told you this before, but, like, I care way more about characters in a story than a premise. And Jessie's not very interesting, in my opinion. Really? I really, I really liked her. Yeah, I thought you were I liked great. her because I liked, um... Like, her internal dialogue would be, like, shit that I would say. <laughs> and then, like, there was, like, one point where she, like, thought something. And then she's like, don't say this, don't say that. And she says that. And she's like, well, too late. No. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I ended up liking her a lot. Yeah, I liked her a lot, too, actually. She's cool. She just didn't do much for me. And then, like... Dylan also didn't do much for me, but I thought that was an interesting thing when they finally introduced him. Also, what is Sage right? Your estimate was way off with how far in the game I was. Um, I think my estimate's kind of based on like DLC stuffs and probably a lot of side missions. Because like any of the like go into another world and kill the big boss thing, I did all of those. But like I didn't do any of like the hey, pop up, here's a mission, go do it in five minutes kind of things. Like, I didn't do any of those. Like, that's what I consider the side missions in the game or, like, that kind of stuff. All right, because I I found Dylan, and then there were two more missions before I beat the game. 
Oh yeah, for me, I found Dylan, and then I went and like killed a bunch of like special enemies, and then there's like two DLCs. So I did what I always do in games like that that have a lot of side missions, which is I pretty much focus on like the side missions, and then like way, way, way later on in the game, <laughs> I do like main story stuff. I I usually end up having that but like i said i just like all all that happens is the person i'm talking to dies so why am i even doing these i will say i agree with sam i don't remember there being a lot of people dying i mean i could have just got the wrong two wrong side missions back to back i guess maybe i don't know yeah maybe maybe. i don't know like but like again it was more like there wasn't a reward really waiting for me it was like oh i get to fight tentacle monster with one eye i will tell you that i will tell you this is like i think a lot of the stuff is like trophy based like it's a really fun platinum and easy platinum to get but yeah (laughs) a lot of a lot i think a lot of the stuff is trophy based yeah i think so too yes that's fair but yeah, I honestly really like the world in that and just like the world building and the kind of stuff it does with that. So that's kind of, that's what pulled me in and kept me intrigued. And then the gameplay of it, like the very fast paced uh, shooting and having to run around constantly uh, hooked me in. And the ending and Alan Wake DLC is uh, what cemented it for me. Yeah. I didn't think the Alan Wake DLC was like super great or anything. You got ten more minutes of Alan Wake, Sam. What more could you ask for? (laughs) Ten whole minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for anybody that doesn't know, Alan Wake is like Dryas' favorite game ever. It's so good. I am so excited (laughs) for October. Oh my god. It's gonna be a remaster, right? Yeah. Coming to consoles? Uh, Everything. Sweet. I don't think it's coming to Switch, is it? (laughs) Um, I think that there were leaked copyright stuff for Switch, but I, if anything, I would bet that that's like a cloud thing for them. Mm. That seems to be what all those are. They did for Control. They did cloud on that too in Japan. I think it was available. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Mexican Otaku says 11 more minutes. I'm not sure what that's referring to. I hope maybe that... to the 10 more minutes of Alan Wake. Oh, oh yeah, yeah maybe, yeah. I'll take, I'll, I'll pay fifty dollars if they give me like two more minutes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, yes, you would. For it, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I guess final thoughts on Control is it's good but really annoying. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the Ashtray Maze? <laughs> the what? The ashtray maze. Uh, I feel like it really wants me to feel super powerful and like badass, and I do for like a minute. But then, I'm just like searching around squares for a <laughs> new for the last enemy. <laughs> I uh, I didn't get the like the feeling super badass thing for it. I just really like Poets of the Fall. And having a post of the fall song blast while you're like running through and killing things was fun. Uh, yeah, that seems fair. Uh, Maybe they I think, make you feel like a badass though. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like that song specifically peaked there, and the fact that there's 
enough enemies where you can easily take care of them. Yeah, maybe. I really like that part, though. That's fun. That was a good... Yeah, like, that part, I will say, is just probably the best part of the game, in my opinion. Just because yeah. it's cool how the Ash Tree Maze... Uh, it's very... Uh, it reminds me of uh, Super Liminal, which I know came out much later, but... <laughs> a good game, though. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that was probably the best part. I think a lot of the issues was I was just very tired of having to replay the same stupid thing over and over that anything the game threw at me was getting on my nerves. Yeah, uh, yeah that is an excellent complaint, honestly. That the game is just unfairly difficult in certain spots. Like, a lot of boss fights just have endless pits mm. that you die instantly. Yeah, um... the stupid fridge monster was the yeah, worst because it would hit me with the tentacle I'd be like, oh I gotta dodge that and then I just fall through the floor yeah and then you gotta wait for like a two minute load screen and you have to get back to the oh bomb. my god yeah. the first time I fucking played that I fell through the floor a million goddamn times <laughs> yeah that I think that stupid fridge thing took an hour and I was like why am I even doing these side missions <laughs> Because, yeah. like, again, like, the guy just died, and then all that happened was the bureau man was like, oh, hey, thanks for doing that. Here's three more missions. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> I think the part, I don't know if this was, like, in the DLC or main game. I don't remember. It kind of blurred together. But um, the very last time you beat Tomasi, or you fight Tomasi, the guy that floats and... All that. Um, I think he's DLC. Okay, if he's okay, if he is, either way, um, that was the hardest boss in all of it. I don't know why. I feel like it was just oh, way too difficult <laughs> than it should have ever been. Yeah. For some reason, like I, I don't know, and a lot of other people had problems with that boss too. So. That's a, a very common remedy thing is when they do DLC, they make it extremely, extremely difficult because at that point they assume people have beaten the game and like done everything possible. So when they like buy DLC, then they expect for the person to be like super, super strong and have everything down to a T. Uh, there was mm-hmm. actually a huge problem with that with the Alan Wake DLCs because they just expect they like don't give you a summary of things that have happened. She's like, all right, here you go. You're in the DLC now. Uh, yeah, good it kind of just, it kind of just, um, put you into them well i guess you have to like go to the right spot but <laughs> yeah it doesn't like warn you always exactly with so the... maybe that's why i blended the like main game and dlc together for that bit. yeah with control it doesn't warn you at all it's just you're either you either know it's dlc or you don't i mean obviously if you played it beforehand before the dlcs came out then you know yeah, but... yeah. i mean none of it was <laughs> dlc for me so yeah <laughs> <laughs> true actually you talk about that kind of reminded me of a different complaint i had i think control's really bad at giving you directions sometimes um i would disagree for the most part i think the map is garbage but yeah i mean the map's bad yeah. the issue is like just sometimes it'll tell you the general like sector you should go to yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just there's a single door somewhere in that sector, and you just have to figure out what door it is. So I think that probably goes back to your annoyance with what the genre is, because Control is very much a Metroidvania. Um, yeah, 
There's... And that's a very common thing in Metroidvanias. I don't know. Like, it, it's probably also just a lot of issues I have with 3D, because in 3D you can't get a, as good of a idea of your surroundings immediately like you can in a lot of 2D games, I would say. Well, in Control, you backtrack a lot, so I think it, like expects you to maybe learn where things are but yeah yeah i got lost a lot a lot (laughs) the part i got lost in the most was when i had to find it was like p6 or whatever the specific room dylan was held in because i got through that door multiple times but what i didn't know is i had to actually sit in front of the door for 15 (laughs) seconds so that it can open (laughs) because i kept going through that door the light didn't do anything, so I was like, okay, this isn't where I'm supposed to go. And then I just run circles around this stupid area where you can fall down a giant pit <laughs> and died like three times until I was like, what am I supposed to do? And I was just like staring at everything until I was like, what if I just sit here, I guess? Yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> I figured it out, but it was stupid. <laughs> Why was there no actual like good indication that that door took 15 seconds to open? Why is that the only door in the goddamn game that takes 15 seconds to open? I Great can't question. say I remember that. Me either. I do not also don't remember that, but I believe <laughs> I you. just I played it, so happen. that's why I remember yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think control is like one of the greatest instances I've had of actually like having to use like the maps and the signposts in there to like get my way around. Mm-hmm. Which I, I personally liked because it made me like more engrossed in the world, but yeah, it was fine. I can see how it would be annoying. I mean, it's not like the just like the map and signposts is fine. It's just when there's like I have to find a specific thing and all it does is tell me an area in general. Oh man, you would not like Deathloop yeah. then. I don't know. I, it, from what I've seen of Deathloop, you can kick people, and that sounds pretty fun. You can kick people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it honestly does do like a pretty good job if you're like doing the main quest and stuff to like direct you exactly to where you need to like go to do the thing. But any of the side missions, it's literally just like thing happen in area, figure it out. I mean, that's fine. That's side content. <laughs> Control expects me to do that for all of the main content. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember having those problems, but I played through Control the first time in like six days straight. So yeah, well, and again, you're more familiar with 3D games than I am. Yeah, that's also true. So like <laughs> some of that stuff, you might just be easier to navigate. Where am I over here? Like having to turn the entire camera 360 degrees <laughs> and then get me in and wait a second. <laughs> It just run around in a giant circle and then just learn I can at least run away from enemies instead of fighting every enemy. Yeah, yeah, that is something good to learn actually at a certain point. Once you've like leveled up everything that you want, that's a real nice thing to do is run away. Yeah. <laughs> but also there's a million and one secret areas once you get your floating ability. There's I found so one. Actually, I just realized um, I actually ended up sequence breaking. Oh, neat. <laughs> I, I did a... Like a, I don't know if it was side or if it was part of the main quest. I just found this room where there was just one of those crazy doors with the objects of power, like yeah. <laughs> on the entire other side of the room. 
and I just figured out I could just dash three times in the air and reach it. <laughs> I barely I... made it. Sometimes I didn't make it. I was like, why is this so hard? <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the clock area when with the oh, boss. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And like thinking back on that, I was like, oh yeah, that boss also probably would have been much easier to fight if I could just <laughs> levitate to the other platforms instead of being like, oh, there's a lot of platforms here. <laughs> Man, they sure do expect you to dash across a lot of huge gaps. So weird. I, the issue is like, I could barely make all of them. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't that, know uh... a levitate ability was a thing in the game. I just was like, I guess this is just like for players who have mastered the dash <laughs> so that's another thing in like AAA games that is probably something again like you're just not super aware of like AAA games and how they work like they're never going to put you in an area where it's like you have to be 110% good at this thing or else you can't do it like they very purposely don't put you in that situation where a lot of indie games will yeah like a game I gush about a lot Celeste is like all right, if you can't wave dash, you can't do this part. Yeah. And, Which I uh, like, because then it's like the challenge is on the player. Yeah. Uh, AAA games aren't going to like force you to be super, super amazing at a thing, for the most part, I would say. Uh, except the DLC, apparently. Except the DLC makes you be really, really good at dashing, actually. You have to really be good at dashing <laughs> in the on week, yeah. so... Uh, one thing I do appreciate about that game though is that yeah there's a lot of backtracking but as you like get new powers and stuff there's like so many new things to explore and like areas that you've been in like a million times and it's really cool yeah. when you find like super hidden things that was always <laughs> I bet there would if I didn't fast travel to everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> I barely used the fast travel in that I only used it because yeah, I was either. like I don't feel like running back there <laughs> See, it's just I, you just don't like Metroidvanias enough. I think I do, though. I loved Ori. I love like uh, the Metroid games. I just played a pinball Metroidvania. Actually, that game was awesome. Pinball <laughs> Metroidvania? Yeah, it's called Yoku's Island Express. It was really fun. Weird. Very jank. The pinball part is the <laughs> weird part to me. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it works well. <laughs> huh? Well, there you go. Um. But yeah, like I, I just like that world so much. I just wanted to explore around and walk around all the time. So there's like a million and one secrets that once you get their floating ability and like better dashes mm -hmm. and stuff, you can you can find so many cool little fun. Hey, things. I found one, and that that was enough for me. <laughs> there was oh, nothing wow. in it. Okay. It just told me it was a secret area. Yeah. <laughs> there was probably something in it. You just didn't find it. That's true. Actually. I don't know. Like it just had one of those cues where you just like. And it spits out gun parts that I don't need. See, maybe you needed the gun parts, though. I, I mean, I swapped out my gun parts for better ones. <laughs> you just never used the gun part. No, I did. Like I told you, I, the shotgun has the stuff, so it breaks shields. Basically, I had that, and the one that makes the shotgun or shotgun less like disperse. Oh yeah. I think like, for the most part, I used sniper rifle shotgun until I got like near the end. And then I used sniper rifle pistol because I got this ability on the pistol that if I hit, if I land a hit on them, then it doesn't take away my ammo at all. So I could just keep pulling the trigger for like ever. <laughs> that sounds broken. Amazing. It's great. It was a great ability. Uh, 
I genu- I only built two. No, I only built one gun, which was the shotgun. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Like it worked fine. <laughs> like that's the thing. I didn't see a reason to not use it. Huh. Like Just the pistol already was. The pistol was already really accurate, and the shotgun could break shields at a point. Like, I, no, I built the spin, and I used it once, and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, spin sucks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was the issue. Maybe it was because spin was the only other gun I built. I was like, this sucks. Yeah, spin's a bad gun. It just doesn't do any damage. Anyway, you liked control enough, but it wasn't great. Yeah, I wouldn't say it wasn't great. It wasn't my cup of tea. Okay, okay. Like, cool. If if like you said, you really got into like the world and stuff. And I bet yeah. if I also got really into the world and stuff, I would be less complaining <laughs> about everything. But <laughs> maybe. Um, actually, no talk was saying he didn't even finish it. I I have this thing where like if the combat is super bad, but like the world and like the story like is really cool to me, then like I can forgive bad or annoying combat. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely adore like American in Silent Hill. Hill. Silent Hill is a very good example. I mean, like I've been similar, except it's if the characters are interesting to me. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I, I think Control needed to remember it was a video game more often. <laughs> I think it always, I think that's like a video game ass video game. <laughs> uh, that was a super like half movie, half video game, I would say. Not like it had too much story or anything. I just mean like stuff like just put a checkpoint before the boss. Like some of that stuff that well, has been common in video games that they forgot and or didn't want to do. Um, I think that's on purpose, though. It's very purposeful. Then I think that it, that's bad design. <laughs> Quite frankly. Punishing design. I don't think it's bad. Yeah, it's like, punishing. But, like, I, dying I never was a real issue other than it was annoying. Like, I didn't feel like I didn't want to die because dying's bad. I felt like it's just annoying to die. Yeah, I mean, what else is mm-hmm. it supposed to be? It should not just be straight up annoying. I don't know. <laughs> like, would you like it if they took a like a power away every time you died? Like, would I would like it if I could just start the boss <laughs> right over. Like, I don't see the point of having to walk thirty seconds to the boss again. I would say because there's uh, some places to where you're just way too underpowered to fight bosses. Because you there isn't like unless it's a main boss, there's really no reason to like go and fight bosses in a specific order. So there's some times when, like, you go fight a boss and you're way too underpowered, so you just can't do it. So, like, mm-hmm. if you start at the boss every single time and they force you to do it or, like, go to a previous save, I'm like, I actually get that under... that I, I understand that game design. They have a restart at checkpoint option in the pause menu, I'm pretty sure. Right, but if the checkpoint was just the boss, then... Well, the checkpoint doesn't have to be the boss. I'm just saying if you're fighting a boss, they should let you start at the boss. Maybe. I didn't find that to be, like, a huge problem, personally. How many times did you die at the bosses? Um, I did a lot. It was pretty annoying. I Like, I actually agree. But also... I don't know. (laughs) It was fine. (laughs) It was annoying, but it was fine. I was um, too stubborn to just give up. (laughs) I had to fucking do it to prove to myself that I could do it. 
Maybe that's the Bloodborne playing in me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the... Like, there's so many Metroidvanias out there that, like, I try to go into boss fights underpowered all the time, and I'm not able to do it. And I actually, like, have a sense of relief, like, oh, God, they put me way back here. Okay, I don't have to, like, justify myself, like, walking all the way over there to do this again. I can just leave. You can always just leave in a lot of those. Yeah, but, like, there's a weird mental thing of, like, if there's enough distance between me and the boss, like, I feel more justified in just being like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, well, there's a weird mental thing with me where it's, if there's enough distance to me and a boss, I want to just fucking throw the game in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> See? Different uh, different play styles. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's the worst thing that it didn't. I'm saying it's really annoying that it didn't. Yeah, uh, that's also a criticism that people had about it. All the criticisms you're saying are actually most of the criticisms that most of the people who reviewed it had with that game also. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you're just singling me out for no reason. Wow. <laughs> I just, uh, I just personally don't think that they're like that big of a deal. Um, also, it like changes for like how you play it too. Like the first time I played it, I played it on PC and it ran very well. And my load times were bad but not terrible. And then the next time I played it was on the remaster on the PS5, and there were almost no load times in that. Okay, so, so you never played it on just like the regular PS4? <laughs> no, never. Yeah, okay, the low times were... Yeah, that was, like, one of my very biggest complaints. It was just too much. Too yeah, long. I never had to deal with that, really, so... That's that's probably well, also a thing. Go. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about Deathloop. Alright. <laughs> uh, I, I, It's a new game. It came out, like, two weeks I ago. I beat it on Thursday night. Oh, so you have heard about it. <laughs> You're just being facetious. Okay. <laughs> um beat that Thursday night and that was a very very good game. Uh I don't I don't want think I would say I loved it but I really enjoyed the pun intended I guess loop of the whole thing. Um I honestly really like just like going in and learning a map really really well because the whole it's it's oh, so for people who don't know, I guess who are listening to this, Deathloop is essentially Groundhog Day, and there's four separate parts of the day that you have to play through. So is it is it like that one movie where you Groundhog. die? What is it called? Die and die again, or something like that? Uh, I think Groundhog it has like Day. a few different names actually. Um, just Happy Death Day. Nope. Um, it was like a sci-fi sort of movie. I Happy Death Day. Want to say it was. Tom Cruise or something in it, someone like that. Oh, lived I repeat. Yeah, lived I repeat, but I think it had like different names. <laughs> it had a couple of different names, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like that. Which all of those, uh, to say, is just like Groundhog Day. Uh. <laughs> which isn't that sort of like the uh, Returnal? I think it was too. Yes, which I will oh, be also be talking about that because I got that as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, Death Loop is there are four different parts of the day and four maps on the day are on four areas of a map and you can go to any of them at any time of the day and they all change quite a bit and as the day goes on get more difficult or easier depending on the area of the map um but it was just fun like going in on certain times of day and like learning okay this is when this character is like going and having this conversation with this person this is when this guy jumps off this cliff because he's depressed like this is when this guy's super mm -hmm. drunk at night and then like so 
So this is like Majora's Mask. Yes. Majora's <laughs> Mask is Groundhog Day also. Though. Majora's Mask with yes. guns. Yeah. Well, actually, you don't even have to use guns if you don't want to. It would be a yeah, way more difficult people. build. But uh, yeah, hmm. you can kick people. Uh, there's actually, you get, because you have like a bunch of different abilities and there's one called Shift that you just teleport places. It's really fun. Um, but there's an augmentation you can get for Shift that you use it and instead of like shifting somewhere, you just kick someone real hard, real fast from very far away. And that yes. was really fun to do on a couple people. I only used it a handful of times because it was like not great ability for what I was trying to do. But it's really fun kicking people off of ledges and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, just learning the maps and everything that's going on with them was super, super fun for me. And it's actually really satisfying at the end of the game because at that point, you like know where everybody is that you need to kill and like where they're going to be at because the whole thing is you have to kill seven people in this one day to break the loop so that everybody can be freed from going through this loop over and over again. But you and a few other people remember that you're in a loop and everybody actually knows they're in a loop. They just don't remember from day to day the loop happening. But a few people... Does it explain why only a few people know? Yes, it does. Okay. Um, it's has to do with like a bunch of particles and sciencey stupid mumbo jumbo. Um, okay. It, it explains it, but it's sci-fi nonsense. So mm-hmm. uh, also it has a sixties aesthetic to the entire thing. So cool. that's actually a very fun thing, a very fun aesthetic and the music and everything. Um, also, I never had like between the actual characters cause you have a character that's hunting you down throughout the whole thing. That's the other thing is every time you start in Dune Day, there's a character called Julianne that will hunt you down or maybe not hunt you down at certain points. And that's if you put it on online mode, other players can actually control Julianne and come in and fuck your day up. <laughs> that's kind of um, fun. <laughs> yeah, actually it is. And you can, so there's just like two modes on the main screen. It's death loop or Julianne. Um, stop the loop or protect the loop and you can just go in and go and fuck up random people's worlds and like Julianne has her own abilities and stuff that you unlock so you get better and stronger as you go along if you do that uh, or you can like go into friends games and just (laughs) make them real miserable but the if you go into like friends games it has to be within the first five minutes of them starting a map which is weird so it's like a weird little thing you just wouldn't know you'd have to be lucky i guess to find that but what do you get for being julianne um making people unhappy and there's a leveling up system and stuff like that like julianne has her own like levels and stuff like that it doesn't like (laughs) affect the other mode though no not at all okay yeah it's just a little bonus thing and if you put it on single player then an ai will just come in and hunt you down occasionally and the ai is super super easy to kill compared to an actual person who knows how to play the video game what about a person (laughs) who doesn't know how to play the video game what if i pick up the julianne i would bet you would still be harder than the julianne ai because julianne ai like has a very strong sniper rifle and has an Uh ability to where it can blend in with the other ai so it can just like take the appearance of anybody else and just like blend in so if you're not paying attention, like they can just be there and they don't tell you like they only tell you that she's in the map and that you have to kill her and then hack a terminal so you can escape again. 
but they don't tell you where she's at. But they, but Julianne knows where you are, so they're just hunting you down the whole time. Um, but the AI doesn't use that ability; it just runs at you. So you can just go and hide in a room. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can just go and hide in a room, and Julianne will run straight at you, and you can shoot her in the head with a shotgun. None of that sounds like anything I wouldn't do if I was the <laughs> the enemy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's honestly really fun. And by the end of it, since you like know the loops and where everybody's at, I could see it being really, really fun. Like seeing how quickly I can do that final day's loop and kill everybody, just because like how quickly you can get around and you know like all the security measures and stuff. Sounds like a fun speed run game. Yeah, I'm interested to see like how that how speedrunning stuff is going to go for it, actually. Because if you know what... a way to skip stuff. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, that game is kind of built for you to be able to do that also. Because if you just know what to do, then you can just do it. Like, there's a couple of codes in it that are randomized for every player, but besides that, if you know what you're doing, you can just go do the thing. Yeah. Knowledge is the biggest power in that game. It does sound really interesting. I do want to try it at some point. From what I hear, the PC version's broken. That's what I hear also. Um, I guess the story is they have like an anti-cheat. So, you know, uh, Julianne yeah. doesn't just immediately cheat. And I guess it was a bad anti-cheat and it like just thinks everyone's cheating. Yeah. And it locks up the software and stuff like that and really takes a hit to everything and makes it run like garbage. <clears throat> That's what I've heard about the PC version anyway. Thankfully, the uh, PS5 version does not have that. So I know where to steal a PS5 then. Well, it's at your dad's house right now, so. Oh, even better. You won't even realize it's gone. <laughs> he was telling everybody all day at that family function that he got a PS5 today. It's <laughs> good stuff. Um, also, Mexican Otaku sounds like flawless AI programming. Absolutely flawless. No problems with it at all. Uh, but yeah, that's Deathloop. Super fun. The other game is Returnal, which uh, I have a lot of problems with the, what they've decided to do with that, honestly. I, I've gotten a hefty portion through that game. It is extremely fun because it's all really just kind of Twitch-based and like instinct-based gameplay because it's extremely fast-paced. Um, e, I know that you have a problem with like motion sickness. You could not play this game. It is yeah, super, super Doom fast. Returnal. It feels like you are racing through I probably through cannot everything. either. <laughs> uh, and then everything is super, super bright because you have to like be able to see it clearly because it's a bullet hell game as well as being a third-person roguelite. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, control is already too bright for me, so I don't want to <laughs> have to play a game that Darius says is too bright. It's extremely bright. Uh, everybody, every enemy's projectiles are like neon colors, like neon red, neon pink, neon blue, because you need to be able to very clearly see them. And so, yeah, it looks great uh, on a HDR TV and stuff. But boy, oh boy, does it! It's bright. <laughs> it looks good though. Um, yeah, I've I beat four bosses in that game, so that's been fun. My biggest complaint about it, and this is also a complaint that everybody has with this game, is that there's just not a save function at all. Which, for like most roguelites, that's fine, because most of them runs are very short, right? Like, that's kind of the idea, is it's a short run, so you can hop in, do a run, get out very quickly. Um, one run in Returnal could take like four to six hours if you're doing really well. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's rough. 
Yeah, so you, you just can't play another game if you're having a really good run on Returnal, or you have to sacrifice your run if you want to do something else. So can that kind of like, sucks. Pause it or anything? You can pause or it, just and like... literally the tooltip that it gives to you when you start the game up is, if you have to take a break and walk away and turn your system off, just put it in rest mode, and when you come back, the game will still be here. <laughs> There's no like video game function that lets you come back to it at another point. They literally just rely on the PS5's rest mode functionality. You just you gotta re- you gotta act like it's the NES where you just have to leave it on for a week so you can beat it. <laughs> literally, Liz well, yesterday, um, Liz was like going around doing stuff, like getting stuff ready upstairs because we got our carpets cleaned today, which is also why my PS5 isn't here because I was paranoid about being stolen by the carpet guy. Um, anyway. Um, so she was like doing that stuff and I was, she was like, um, when can you like help me in like cooking stuff? I was like, well, I can't do anything with this right now. Cause I kind of have to finish this run. So once I die, I'll <laughs> definitely help you. And I played for another hour and a half because my run just kept going great. And how did she feel about that? I think she felt fine. Actually, I fed her after. So it was a good time. <laughs> no vocal complaints, at least. Okay. <laughs> yes, Mexican Otaku, she felt appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, I helped her with all the stuff afterwards. It was fine. It turned out great. But yeah, my only complaint with Returnal is that you kind of do need to set aside at least three or four hours if you're gonna try and do a successful run in that game. Cause it, it from what I've played so far, because I've had like six or seven runs. But from what I've played so far on that, your run is either done in 10 minutes or it takes a few hours. Like, there's not, there's never been, like, a in-between for me. So. Yeah, super fun. I bet I'll have it beat within, like, the next week from from how I've been going with that game. Um, Things that I've been watching, though, MasterChef Legends, I just want to bring this up real quick is a thing that Liz and I have been watching. Uh, it's garbage reality television mm-hmm. about cooking mm-hmm. and is famously one of the reality television shows that don't actually give the prize that they promise. They promise they a promise, prize like, and they don't give you one? Yeah, so like most of the contestants don't get their prizes that they promise because you have to pay taxes on all the money immediately or you don't get it. And they promise you a quarter of a million dollars and a trophy and like this whole cooking range set. Um, Do they, are they like says, super upfront about this, or is this no, like no, no, something no? Like... That's that's just what happens. Um, out of like their fifteen seasons or something like that, or ten, yeah, I think it's fifteen seasons. I think only like seven of the contestants actually got to take their money because they had enough money to pay the taxes on it. I mean, yeah, that's like um, with any like prize show wherever like the taxes yeah. are always ridiculous like oh yeah you want a fucking super expensive car you want a super expensive house like but yeah. you're not gonna be able to pay for it yeah exactly <laughs> um same thing there and like everybody who gets to the finale always gets this super top of the line viking kitchen um thing so they give them all new viking appliances which are uh what they use at five-star restaurants and whatnot <laughs> they're very expensive and like that's surprised if you make it to the <laughs> yeah they just they go and they remodel your kitchen and they put all that stuff in there which is super cool prize if you can pay the taxes on what will I assume be fifty thousand dollars worth of kitchen appliances oh my gosh yeah so 
but yeah, uh, very famously, the show was known for the contestants not being able to actually get their prizes because of that. Mexican Otaku asks, why is that a good thing? It's not a good thing. It sucks. But I like the show because I just like cooking shows. And it was a fun one. Also like a weird production, which is actually kind of why I want to talk about it. Because they started filming it at the beginning of 2020, from what I can gather. And then they just couldn't because of COVID. And so when they came back and were finally able to like keep doing it, they're like, they didn't have any public challenges anymore because the show was known for having them like, we're going to drop you onto a beach and you're going to cook for a wedding of 150 people in an hour and a half and go. Like that, it, that, it's that kind of show. <laughs> um, but they didn't have any of those because of the COVID thing. So the whole season was like, Legends, every episode, it's a new, like, very super popular chef man. He's going to come in and tell you if you're good or bad at this or not. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think like the weirdest part was there was a clear point when there was a hiatus of them filming because they came back and one of the contestants just wasn't there anymore. Ended up looking it up. She ended up getting very sick and could not come on the show again because of COVID and COVID uh, worries and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then they also looked very different. <laughs> from what they look like in the previous <laughs> What, do episode. they look all haggard and like after everybody like one of the people had different hair pandemic. color now and like they were all noticeably like heavier like <laughs> they clearly <laughs> been in quarantine <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it was very it was just very weird and then at one point you could tell like how much one of these people wanted it because during the show she ended up cutting off the entire tip of her finger and she what? just kept going. Oh, like how? Like that's it's, not healthy. Or... No, that's not good. Like, she just cut off the tip of her finger. They bandaged it. Like they called medic. They got her bandage up, and she kept cooking. Um, and then she just stayed on the show, even though she was missing the tip of her thumb now. Huh. And then another lady, like what, they couldn't like sew it back on. <laughs> I don't think so. Was it even point, enough think... to like sew back on? <laughs> yeah, it was the tip of her finger. Like it was gone the tip of her finger was just gone um Hmm. but she um another lady like and this is who i wanted to win who didn't her name was autumn which is very funny because i know an autumn in real life as well but that's a whole different thing um her name was autumn and she was from jersey but she really likes japanese food and going to japan she has like a bunch of nerd tattoos and stuff and it's very weird to like see somebody with a bunch of nerd tattoos and then be like yeah i'm from boston like have that like accent because <laughs> she like has like zelda tattoos on her arms and like pokemon and stuff it's very weird it's jarring to look at um i really liked her though she was super fun at one point she broke her foot off of the show and she came back the next episode and she just had a fucking full boot and cast on and the way they addressed it was like hey autumn uh what happened there too much uh too much tequila She's like, oh, too much tequila, too much vodka. And they're like, all right. Well, everybody, your challenge today is. <laughs> like, okay, we're just gonna, just gonna keep doing this, huh? And she was on the show till the very end. She made it to the finale. She didn't win. Um, but you like every episode you slowly got to see parts of her cast come off and get like a smaller boot. Uh I'm sure she fucked up her foot from just working on it the entire time too, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> I so mean, I don't know though. Like, I don't know how 
much time they have between episodes or like because i know a lot of those shows as well they like have a timer and they like edit it to make it seem like it's you know real time or whatever not real time but like faster but usually but like sometimes it's actually not really timed (laughs) yeah so i know uh, in the kids version because they have a kids version of the show where they make a bunch of kids do it that one is faked (laughs) pretty hard like they train the kids for six months and then tell them exactly how to do the thing before they do it in the show. Um, mm-hmm. But from all of the legends that went on during it, they're like, yeah, no, the timer thing is like actually real. Like if you see them like very hurriedly decorating their plate at the end of it, like, yeah, that, that actually happened. They really don't have a lot of time to do these very nice dishes. For the adult <laughs> show. It's like 45 minutes to do a souffle is not enough time to do a souffle. And so they're like grabbing the souffle with their bare hands and like putting it on a plate just like doing everything they can to it last second that's just like asking for well i'm sure they probably like signed some sort of waiver or something but like that's asking for like someone to get hurt yeah yeah there's it's it's the opposite of what my favorite cooking show is which is great british bake-off which everyone's just like nice and there's like no rush music and like no one's competing against each other literally their prize is that they get like aretha flowers and a cake tier thing like that's their prize for <laughs> just being on the show for twelve weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just think that that this season particularly was very interesting because of all the weird behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Mexican Taco also says, and apparently you like watching people work for their dreams and have them crushed. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that about myself until just now. <laughs> Makes sense okay. though. Take a drink of water here, real quick. Ah, water so the last thing that I saw um, (laughs) was Thursday night Liz and I also went to go and see a movie that critics are I just learned today that critics are really hating it Dear Evan Hansen never heard of it Uh, it's based off of a stage play called Dear Evan Hansen Okay, yeah, I've never heard of it. We saw the trailer for that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I uh, I personally really, really liked it. After reading a lot of the critic reviews, and I know, E, you're going to love me saying this, uh, the critics were wrong. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the point has been made at this point anyways. <laughs> I don't think you'll ever say the critics aren't wrong ever again. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how at some point. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's like a ton of reviews to where I feel like the critics just super didn't understand the material at all or like have never been in that mental state of just feeling alone and depressed and suicidal. Um, like one of my favorite reviews, I, I think it was from time is like, if you want to walk into a movie for two hours and feel the crushing weight of reality, then I guess this movie's for you. That's I mean, the best review I've ever either. heard. Of course I want that. That, that was a negative <laughs> review. They did not like the movie because it was sad. Which, like, fine, I guess. But I feel like you kind of know what you're going into when you go to see a drama, you know? Yeah. It's the, drama. Dramas usually aren't very happy and upbeat. And no. That was also <laughs> another, like, a lot of credit complaints is that people were complaining that the music wasn't happy. 
and like upbeat <laughs> and that you're not going to like go home singing these songs like to your family because they're not going to be like, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, do you ever feel alone? But like, that's not, not the point of the musical at all. <laughs> the point of the musical is literally that it's about like being an outcast and not like have feeling like you have a place in this world. So I feel like there's a lot of people that probably just don't relate to it too well. Are all of these critics 70 year old white men or something? Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like one of the most common things to feel. <laughs> yeah. At some point in anyone's life, they're going to feel that. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's kind of like the point of the movie, too, is that like, or, well, we ended up going to like a, a QA thing with like the cast and stuff. They talked about like the movie and like their favorite music and stuff like that and what inspired them to keep doing it. And um, the Q&A was before it and he totally, the main actor, Ben Platt, totally fucking spoiled the ending on his first question. He's like, hey, I know you're about to see the movie for the first time. I'm very sorry, but my favorite musical was the last number. Uh, and he like just said everything that happens. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'm just <laughs> not going to worry about that now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I have one complaint with the movie as a movie and like screenplay and stuff like that. And it's one that I feel I can forgive it for the most part, but the entire plot of the movie hinges on a misunderstanding that just wouldn't exist. If the main character told the truth, it's okay, one of those classic tale. Okay. Classic yes. tale. <laughs> From the, what the trailers, isn't that literally the point of the movie though? Yes, that is. Um, but as like a plot point, I, that's like a plot point that I just really don't like that much, honestly. Uh, um, I mean, I don't either, but like, it seems more like it's the plot than the plot point. Like, that yes. the movie can't exist without that. That is extremely true. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was pulling up a couple of uh, reviews here. Um, from real reviews, the numbers are mostly dreary ballads, and every time someone starts singing, the movie is poorer for it. Which I just thought was unnecessarily mean, but whatever. Um, also, here's this review that I don't agree with, and like that's where I I, I kind of start to get like, feel like people didn't really give this movie or the screenplay or the writing or the actors enough credit honestly because every I'm going to say also every single actor in this movie was fucking incredible uh, even Ben Platt who was far too old to be playing this role honestly um, was very believable as a high school outcast who, with social anxiety <laughs> I never once questioned that this man doesn't like talking to people um but yeah, this review says the story is unnerving. There's stuff in here that's deeper and darker than the movie is even aware it is, which I don't I don't think that's true. I think the movie is fully aware of how deep and dark and cruel all of the things that it talks about are. Um, there's like a dozen reviews saying that the movie doesn't concentrate enough on the Internet culture of it all. But like at that point, you want the movie to be something else. It's not. Anyway, if I keep talking about those reviews, it'll just be me complaining about people complaining, which <laughs> <laughs> I looked up the actor Ben Platt to see how he looked. Yeah. And then I just saw this insider article that says, Dear Evan Hansen, 13 most cringeworthy moments. 
Is it really that cringy? I don't think it's cringy. I honestly don't think it's cringy at all. Okay. <laughs> Cringe is just one of those buzzwords nowadays, quite frankly. Um, I mean... I'll be completely straight with you. I cried multiple times while watching this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I know this is going to be a shocker to anybody listening, but I wasn't like a super popular kid throughout my life, and I honestly do have pretty terrible social anxiety. Um, so... And I had like not a great home life. Like my, uh, I've said it also a lot before. My parents kind of sucked. So this character with yeah. social anxiety, who was kind of an outcast and didn't have a great home life, like I honestly connected with that character quite a bit. And there are like multiple songs in this where they just hit super, super close to home. And uh, yeah, I broke out in tears many times during this movie. It really hit me hard. It honestly did. Um. It's definitely a movie that I think going into it. If you have like a predisposition or preconception of what you like want the movie to be, then it probably will disappoint you. I would say like if you're like, I need this to be like a hard hitting talk about like just suicide and the effects that suicide has on a family. Like that's not going to be the thing for you. And if you want it to be like a hard hitting thing, I'm like, I want to see this character talk about his social anxiety and how that affects him from day to day. Like that's not going to be the thing. Like it's not a one piece thing of hard hitting into this one direct territory. It talks about and brings up the subjects of multiple things. And I think it does it well, but I don't think it concentrates on any one of them long enough to where like, that's the concentration of it. Honestly. Um, I also saw a lot of reviews complaining that like, the main character is a garbage person and he didn't get punished enough at the end for it or that like he even got rewarded at the end for it. But I also, I don't, I don't agree with that either. I don't think he was rewarded at the end. I think his life was kind of exactly where it was going to, it going to be, it was really just about self-acceptance of like being who you are is the ultimate point of the movie is just like accepting who you are as a person and being able to live with yourself. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't get that out of it, unfortunately. Well, it sounds interesting enough, I guess. <clears throat> I never, like, go into, like, I really never ever go into movies with, like, any idea of what things are going to be. Because I just don't watch trailers or read about things, usually. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. But... Yeah, I, I guess I'd be interested to watch that to see if my yeah. I have like a differing perspective on it. <laughs> if I think it's shit. So like yeah, that's we thing. definitely like, disagree on <laughs> movies like that sometimes. Yeah, like you're not a musical person <laughs> and I am. I like musicals a lot. Um Um, no, I'm just a person person. Thank you though. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, but I like musicals a lot, and you have stated your opinion that you don't like musicals very much. Um, it depends on the musical. Right. So, like, that's the other thing. If you don't like melodrama and you don't like musicals, this is just not going to be the thing for you. It's just fucking My whole not. life is melodrama. I am melodrama. <laughs> I am <laughs> melodrama. Exactly. <laughs> um... Liz brought up a really great double feature that I actually do really want to do in the Heights and this movie and like 
how like because like stage to to screen they both happened this year and i would like to do a double feature of both of those very very different movies <laughs> one of them is fun and the other one is not so that's a huge difference um but yeah i actually would also really really like to get E's opinion on this movie to see how he feels about it um oh no because <laughs> you are uh, just, in fact, a younger generation, so I would like to see like what you feel. Not that much younger. You are a you. younger. You're basically like seven months old. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, you came out of the womb with a smartphone, is what I understand. <laughs> That's hell. how kids are born now, right? They just get smartphones. They're born with them. They just are kids the smartphone. It's like a Tamagotchi kind of the... thing. <laughs> that's how they need to advertise people to start having kids again kids tamagotchi but better they can't no one knows what tamagotchis are anymore <laughs> yeah they do fucking everything 90s like is super in right now that's true at, at our store there's like a whole 90s section of clothing yeah and tamagotchis are popular yeah and oh, just, so like what? I totally forgot about another thing I saw. But uh, anyway, my thoughts on Dear Evan Hansen are very, very good. Please go see it. Do not believe the critics on this one. They're extremely wrong. Um, <laughs> another thing I watched, though, is I can't even remember the name of it. I'm going to have to look it up here real quick. Is I watched a documentary about Woodstock 99. Was it called okay. Woodstock 99? You know, now that we're uh, talking about it, it might be. It might be t- called that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I didn't realize how much of a shit show Woodstock 99 was. Yeah. It's real bad. <laughs> yeah. It, um, all the worst ideas for like <laughs> a music festival were like all right there. They just put all the worst ones together. I'm looking up the name of this here real quick. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it is, in fact, called Music Box, Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. Um, okay. Basically, from the doc, it's a very good documentary. I highly recommend everybody go watch it, honestly. You can watch it where? It's on oh. HBO. HBO, okay. HBO Max. It might be other places, but HBO Max is where I watched it. Um, okay. But yeah, it it was Woodstock by the same guys who did Woodstock all the way back in the day. Um. So they did Woodstock 69, Woodstock 94, and then Woodstock 99. Um, and yeah, Woodstock 99 was them like rebranding. Like, all right, we're going to get to the new generation. We're going to put music that people want. Um, and it was in this giant military base with <laughs> millions of people. Um, I think it like I think it was like a million people that were there at that music festival, something like that. I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was something near to that, actually. And they had two main stages, which were a mile apart. Um, it was two, two main stages? Well, I don't know. That's not very many, I feel. <laughs> no, so they had two. It was also a 24-hour event for three days. So there was no rest. Jesus. Friday, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, like- it went 24 hours. So at on days, they would have two main stages... And they would have to have four pylons of PA systems going out 
because there were so many people. Like looking at the crowds from that, it literally looks like a pool of people, like a wave when people are jumping. It literally looks like water. It's so insane to see. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're they're talking about like they're trying to make it like for a younger generation. They're doing all these things, and then what ends up being learned throughout the entire process or maybe like in hindsight it was learned was that the generation in the 90s was like a generation of people who didn't have anything to rebel against so uh johnny reb is saying not a million people (laughs) maybe not a million people it was some i know it was at least three hundred thousand, but i feel like it so i'm looking it up I'm looking it up and it says t- about 220,000 people and another 10,000 working. Yeah. That's yeah. A, so, yeah. a very significant difference. That's a significant difference. That is my bad. Um, <laughs> 230,000 people. But yeah, quite a bit of people still. Quite a bit of people. All to be in this one area where they were camping and like staying the night and everything like that. Because um, that's the thing. It's like since it yeah. was twenty four seven, people slept there, and they had like camping areas and stuff like that. Well, and... there's a lot of festivals like that that go over on, go over like that, that go on like that in Europe. Over in Europe, I just <laughs> goddamn, I can't fucking talk. <laughs> a lot of like UK and European huge fucking festivals like that too, where people camp and shit. Yeah, um, but yeah. They just weren't taking care of the area or even like the bathroom facilities. So within the first day, mm-hmm. clean water, free clean water was very difficult to find because people were using the um, water uh, areas, like the water fountains to bathe in. And so they're just filled mm-hmm. with people and like dirty people and soap. And yeah. then um, all of, so all the free water was basically gone. After the first 24 hours, they were saying that they just were not able to clean the porta potties anymore they were just so backed up they were uncleanable and somebody cut one of the pipelines that were going from the porta potties like to excavate everything Mm because they thought it was a water line and it was not a water line and so shit and piss went everywhere but nobody knew it Mm -hmm. because it was also raining and so there were just kids rolling around and pissing shit without knowing it somehow um, just getting covered in mud and having a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also buy water, like bottled water, but it was the same price for beer. It was five dollars for a bottle of water or five dollars for a beer. And if I'm going to like a party, essentially is what it was for three days, a seventy-two hour party or whatever. Um, I'm probably going to spend five dollars on beer instead of five dollars on water. Yeah, because they I also mean, I... didn't let you bring water in or food. Okay, that's um, yeah, but if you pay the door, the door people basically is what they were twenty bucks. They'll let you bring your drugs in, no problem. <laughs> so of there's course. a bunch of people high with no food, no free water, uh, getting super angry, super super hot. Apparently that weekend as well, like record breaking numbers for the area at the time. So heat stroke was a huge problem. And then the other thing that they didn't think about with the bands is that the mood of the era was rebel, but they didn't have anything to rebel against. So it was kind of just pure anger, 
really you were you were there sam you were of the age you know i was there yes i was about uh, uh, like 12 13 yeah so you listen to all that stuff and they're like all of my friends no and, and I mean, not that stuff, but similar things, I would say. Like Linkin Park. I listened to Linkin like Park. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's like one of the only bands I really listened to from that area. Then I moved on to better things. But... Similar enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, all my friends listened to like all the other things whenever I was a teenager that were super popular at that time, like Corn and Limp Bizkit and stuff like that. Um, all the new metal. All the new metal um, kind of stuff. All that yeah. hot garbage. And like that was yes. all of the lineup, basically. There were only three female acts at Woodstock 99, from what it was saying. And there was only one female act a day. So one on Friday, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And they claim that they didn't purposely do that. But it seems pretty purposeful to have only one female act a day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was a different time. And I don't feel like there's a lot of, a lot of like, female acts like that were big at that time anyway no and the ones that were were not like of that audience i mean there was like garbage that was probably one of the acts hole that was probably one of the acts i don't know (laughs) uh yeah corn limp biscuit kid rock um kitty actually i don't know if kitty would have played that maybe i don't know um but then like so they had like all these grunge and like new metal kind of thing or not grunge post grunge, I guess new metal kind of stuff mm-hmm. during the day for like their big acts. And then at night they just had like raves and parties and DJs and stuff. <laughs> so even if you want yeah, to sleep, there's still just DJs and parties going on. So like there was a huge incentive for people to really not get rest during this. Yeah. Um, which was also not great because people were also just constantly drinking beer instead of water, getting heat stroke constantly, uh, not wanting <laughs> yeah, to pay just... the huge amounts for the food that was available because they couldn't bring their own food in. Like, yeah, <laughs> just a disaster, honestly, just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, most people say it all came to a head when Limp Biscuit started playing, which I just think is hilarious. That Fred Durst well, was only able makes to like, sense. bring that out in a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah so they kept going on stage because Fred Durst was getting everybody riled the fuck up right mm-hmm. uh, telling people like I don't like Fred Durst by the way just point that out but he was like telling people yeah. like um, have you ever had like one of those days because it's his their stupid song just where you just be, like breaking days. shit <laughs> And you don't yeah. know why. And he's like, well, I'm having one of those days. And he starts going into the song and he tells all of the people who are starting to get real crazy in the crowd to start breaking things near them. <laughs> and so they do. They start taking apart the nearest PA to them and like all of the particle mm-hmm. board and stuff like that. And they start crowd surfing on the particle board. Yeah. They would put that above people and stand on that. And you see, you like see somebody come out and be like, ask him, hey, can you like tell them to not do that? And he like listens to them and he keeps telling them to do it. And in fact, points out to them how fucking cool and badass they are for doing it and keeps (laughs) egging them on essentially. And they just start Um, tearing the shit apart. So I think I've heard a bit about this, but like, um, how was it for the bands? Did they do this on purpose? Because I have a feeling they 
it seemed very unorganized and awful. So like it was probably unorganized for the bands as well. Yeah. So they do go into that a bit. Um, I forget the lead singer's name for um, the offspring, but they're interviewed in there. Um, Moby, I think is his name or Moby, Moby, Moby. That sounds right in my head. The lead singer of the offspring. <laughs> That's not his name, but like I'm saying he, they interviewed him and then interviewed another guy. Oh, I think his name Moby. is Moby. Yeah, yeah, Moby, the the bald guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Moby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and like his very first interview is like, yeah, uh, the very first second I stepped foot on that property, I knew shit was going to go down. Uh, you just you do this long enough, you know when yeah. shit doesn't feel right in an area, and I knew that didn't feel right, and so that the when we played our set, we played our set, and we immediately left. And he's like, and that wasn't our initial plan. We were like going to hang out the whole weekend, but shit was so <laughs> fucked up. We just we knew we had to get out of there. Yeah. Um, and then the lead singer of the offspring was like, yeah, uh, it was actually really awful there. Like you couldn't go use the bathroom because it was backed up. Um, mm-hmm. We like tried walking around the show. And it was just chaos and everyone's like yelling and angry. It was just like a weird vibe throughout the whole thing. And so like, yeah, the bands like knew something felt off with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Some of them say like that ended up really not being cool. And we kind of regret doing that. It was like a huge opportunity for us, but like not great. And then we, uh, he says like they played their set and then they go into the sexual assault that happened all that weekend. Yeah. Um, which hundreds of people, um, had reported sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few people reported actual rape, but it's suspected there were many, many, many more people that just didn't report it mm-hmm. because, um, from what I was saying, if you looked at like the pay-per-view stuff, if you looked at pay-per-view, it was very clear that they wanted titties on the screen. Like if, <laughs> if there were titties, they would concentrate on the titties and nothing else. So yeah, these women would like be crowd surfing really and the men would just tear their clothes off. <laughs> um, and so like the lead singer of corn and lead singer offspring are like getting interviewed and they're like, yeah, like sometimes it shows like stuff like that'll happen or you see somebody being shitty and you like point them out in the crowd and you tell everyone to fuck them up. And you're like, hey, I'll take the lawsuit for this. This shit's fucked up. Everybody beat the shit out of this guy. Um, oh my God. And like you can actually see in the footage for Woodstock 99, the lead singer of Offspring being like, hey, we're looking out in the crowd and we're seeing some of these lovely ladies crowd surfing. And uh, we're noticing that men are just putting their hands up and groping them and grabbing their crotches and tearing their tops off. And that shit's mm-hmm. not fucking cool. So stop it. So if you see a lady above you, just pass her along. Let her keep having a good time. Uh, and women, if you see a guy above you, grab his balls and yank as hard as you can. All right, let's go. <laughs> and they start playing their set. Uh, yeah, the sad, the sad thing is that sexual assault and stuff like that still happens a lot at big festivals like that. Yeah, yeah I don't doubt it. Um, um, it's a whole bunch of people in the same area you're, it's it's just kind of a recipe for something bad to happen disastrous so like if you ever go to something like that like i would never ever go anywhere like that alone yeah <laughs> and yeah, i and never like wander alone <laughs> is that this was the age before cell phones really before they were very popularized some people had them but most yeah. didn't and so if you lost somebody at this festival, they just had a booth to where you could go and hang out if you were lost or you're looking for somebody. And there's just like, <laughs> it almost looked like dystopian, like, cause it's mud everywhere. And like people just 
writing on paper and posting it on this board and then like having <laughs> pay phones like trying to call the places like trying to figure out like where people are and Man. stuff it's like so insane um the time before cell phones awful awful <laughs> who would want it how did we even survive i don't know I'm, that's what I'm saying i'm glad we evolved to where we're just born with smartphones in our hands now <laughs> yeah evolution works mm-hmm. uh, yeah well, evolution works <laughs> good <laughs> tell that to the fucking creationists <laughs> That's a good argument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so a lot of like the people behind the scenes blame Limp Biscuit for all of everything that ended up happening. I would too. Um, I blame Limp Biscuit for a lot of things. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll take that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so after the second night, because Limp Biscuit was like the closer of that second night, I think it was. Um, maybe not the closer. They it might have been Metallica was the closer of the second night. Actually, I forget the exact events on that one. <laughs> I think Metallica was the closer for that night. They were like the last band for that night. Um, or they might have been the third night, but I feel like no, okay, it was. Huh? It doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, things went crazy after Limp Biscuit. The third day was like a bunch of rock bands again. Everyone's super fucking tired. Everyone's hot as hell. Nobody like is getting any sleep because the uh, camping area is flooded with shit and piss. Mm-hmm. Um, and that eventually... Also, I guess something I should add. There has been a booth throughout this whole thing giving candles away because there was going to be a candlelight vigil. Um... I think it was uh, for shooting. I don't want to say it was exactly Columbine, but it might have been specifically because of Columbine. Um, I forget what the candlelight vigil was going to be for, but I feel like it was going to be to honor Columbine um, and the people who who uh, were murdered in that event. Uh, okay. I don't want to say for sure, though. Anyway, so they've been passing out candles the entire weekend, saying like, hey, the third night we're going to do this candlelight vigil. It's going to be great. So they've been passing out tons mm-hmm. and tons of candles, thousands of them. And the third night comes out. along and everyone's real restless. And suddenly like a bunch of things are on fire, like <laughs> booths and <laughs> PA systems and stuff like that to the point to where I th- a band end up having to be like, hey, you need to all like clear a path, let the fire department through uh so they can do their job thanks guys and then they started playing their song and then that's when the riots happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they started using these candles to set everything on fire and breaking all the water lines and stealing all of the merch from all of the booths they found all of the food trucks uh Uh with all the food and water and stuff like that all these like pretzels and they started like throwing pretzels into this fucking bonfire (laughs) and like passing water out to people and it was fucking chaos i can just (sighs) oh man it was apparently dangerous enough to where the uh upper people at mtv actually had to like tell carson daly and all the other correspondents at mtv like hey it's dangerous 
so dangerous there. We actually can't guarantee your safety. Get out there as soon as possible. But mm-hmm. we are not responsible if you get injured. Okay, bye. Good luck. <laughs> and they just had to fucking leave because it was too dangerous for them to like be there. And so all the bands obviously had left. All the staff had left. Yeah. That was another huge issue. The staff um, were all like volunteers. Mm-hmm. And they were providing a class for people to be security because their whole thing was like, no, no, we're going to have great security. They're going to have 10,000 people and mm-hmm. they're all licensed. They have to be licensed. That's our rule. But they were providing, if they hired a person, they were providing you a three hour licensed class. Um, and they apparently from a guy who was working security said like, Hey, uh, all they did was they gave us a three hour class. They basically ran through for two and a half hours every answer for every question and then they gave us the test so they would literally tell you the answers to the questions before doing the test so it was very easy to get oh in oh my god and then something that ended up happening was people were extremely easy to bribe and get like drugs and stuff like that in if they wanted to mm-hmm. and well yeah like thing, people give you money you can just pocket it like you're not getting yeah, like, paid to there unless you know <laughs> so like yeah. yeah and then they all mo- most of the people figured like hey we're here already let's just hide our badge and go and have a good time. So that's what yeah. most of the security ended up doing is they would just literally bail on what they were doing like to a, go and like listen to music. Like a free ticket, basically. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Actually, a paid ticket because oh. they were all being paid. Oh my god. So it was a paid ticket and you're getting paid to go and like do drugs and have sex and stuff. There's literally an interview where a guy says like, did you use that security badge to get laid today? And he's like, yeah, I did. I did. And the guy doing oh, it was like, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Um, so, like, that gives uh, you the idea of so the kind of people <laughs> who were there that weekend. Um, but, yeah, the riots happened. Tons and tons of chaos. And, uh, yeah, there was an interview with one of the guys, just a guy who was there. He's like, yeah, I've never in a million years thought that I would be a part of a riot. But, you know, there I was. I was there with everybody else just breaking shit and burning things down. And I have no idea why it just felt like the right thing to do at the time. It's like, and uh, yeah, we broke into those food trucks and started drinking water. And I think that's the most water I had all weekend was from breaking into that truck and drinking a bottle of water. It's called mom mentality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially like all of that anger and all those people like, yeah, like, like, you buy tickets for this thing and like you expect, to be able to like you know be able to have a place to use a restroom and have a place to eat and have you know you know basic human needs met (laughs) in something like this and then like i yeah and then like it's probably three days of no sleep and drugs and (laughs) not eating it's just yeah that would be chaos yeah it was they eventually had to bring in SWAT and riot police and yeah the uh the state ended up only making or the the county ended up only making two hundred thousand dollars out of the whole thing (laughs) and it was expected to be like this huge boost to the town and the economy and it just wasn't because of all of the repairs from the damages and stuff that they ended up having to fix (laughs) jesus yeah insane (laughs) there's a ton of details in there that i left out because i just I don't have time to go over everything, but yeah, Woodstock '99 HBO Max, yeah, super recommend it. I think I've watched some stuff on this, like on 
YouTube, but I might have to watch this um, documentary now. It's really good. <laughs> Get more info. Really, yeah. really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I've got in in my watch book. I think. All right. Did E fall asleep? I don't know. Did E fall asleep? No, I'm here. Oh, he's okay. here. <laughs> I don't have much to add on Woodstock '99, so <laughs> you weren't even alive. Were you? I don't know. I was, was not. I don't know what month was it. 1999. <laughs> 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 Woodstock. I don't know. It was summer. It was like May or something. I don't know. I was alive. Uh, Okay. <laughs> cool. How old are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, wasn't it? I don't know. I think this was actually one of the original, um, like Woodstock 1969. Yeah, I think that's um, when it was also chaotic because, like, um, there was like this huge traffic jam because all these people were like trying to get there and like yeah. yeah that was also a whole big fucking thing too yeah so, so they do doesn't go into, have a yeah <laughs> yeah they do go into Woodstock 69 as well and like everybody remembers it being this peace and love kind of thing but like there were a <laughs> lot of deaths actually yeah <laughs> it was kind of dumb yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't have the best uh, history, I guess. No, and it ends with them saying that they were going to try and do one in 2019 as well, but plans fell through. Hmm. Well, it's probably probably for the best. For the best. Yeah, yeah. For I sure. can imagine. Well, I probably couldn't imagine them doing it like this year or next year because then everybody would be like ready to fucking go crazy as fuck because it's been like a year being like pent up <laughs> a year yeah. or two even being pent people up. people would immediately just go insane yeah <laughs> i feel like people are already doing that just like in real like real like normal life <laughs> people are going yeah. fucking insane yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah that's all i got uh Sam, you? Is that all you got? Um, yeah, that's all I got. E? I mean, I played Deltarune, but that game's pretty dang new, so I don't know if I'd spoil anything anyways. Yeah, uh, that is free on PSN right now. Part 1 and Part 2. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely say I would highly recommend it anyways. I I really implore you to try it, Jiraiya, because I think it might fix some of the issues you had with Undertale. We'll see. I'll give it a shot. It's free. Yeah. Free is my favorite favorite thing. I'm going to say there's way too much content for it to be free. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet they're paying him on the back end, but... No, I mean, he's just... He's going to charge for the next parts that come out, he said. Good. Give everyone a taste. Get them hooked. Yeah. This definitely would have sold gangbusters anyways, but... Yeah, probably. But yeah, I yeah, I think it might fix some of the issues you had with it. Plus, it's a little more mature. Not that I think that was an issue you had with Undertale, but 
No, it wasn't. Yeah. All it's, right. It's a very good game, and it improves a lot on the systems, especially even going from the first chapter to the second chapter. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, E, since you're here. Hello. Um, <laughs> where can people get a hold of us? Uh, we got the link tree, L-A-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P, which gives you links to all our socials and all that jazz. So you can find place to listen to us or follow us. And we also have an email the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your controls. Sure. <laughs> yeah, do that. I think that's actually what we ended up talking the most about. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, send us your, um, what are they called? I don't know what they call them in the game. Those fucking guns. <laughs> artifacts what is it called I don't know objects anyway. of power objects of power send us your objects of ob- the objects yeah, of power that will help me talk tell there us what you your go. most useful object of power is in your home <laughs> um, well I'm going to do my best impression of Robbie here everybody out there please uh, be safe don't be dumb if you're able to Get vaccinated. Get your second shot if you haven't gotten that yet. It's very important. Um, Six feet apart. Wear a mask when you're near other people. It's for their safety, not yours. Remember that. That's a big important thing that people don't remember. Um, Yeah, just don't be a a dickhead out there. Be 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 considerate towards the people around you. Um, Have a great week. Practice, Practice personal hygiene, which apparently people have forgotten how to do. So. Yeah, just people don't wash their hands apparently, which is just gross. Yeah, learned a lot about people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, have a great one, everybody. Hope uh everything's going well. We will be back next week with another live show and some horror things for our main show, which will be super fun. I hope. Um. Yeah. So have a great one. <laughs> uh, t- talk talk to everybody later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>